0: For more information, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at cstone.students or text DRIVE to 94000. Hope you enjoy the message. Music parks. Raise your hand. Love the music parks. Yeah. So like the music parks, they have something for everybody. Like you might be there for the rides, you might be there for the food, you might be, be there for the games, or you might be there just for like the people watching. Because when there's a music park, there's usually tons of people, and there's a lot of weird people there. So we're there, you know, just watching, seeing how people interact with others. Um, but there's something for everyone. And you know about, you know, what's the worst thing about amusement parks though? The lines, having to wait and have that patience. There's nothing, nothing worse than having to wait an hour or two for one single ride or having to pay super, uh, a super amount for one snack, like $20 for a hamburger or something crazy. And some of you, like me, probably complain the whole time you're there because it's hot, you have to wait, stand on the line, but still we wait because the joy of what you're waiting for is worth the wait. So, I've been to a lot of music parks, I've been to Disney World, I've been to Disney, uh, Six Flags, I've been to Holiday World. You know, anything close, I've probably been there just because that's what me and my friends like to do. We like to go and hang out with each other, and spend. that's how we try to spend time and have fun. But every single time I go to the amusement park, there's at least one ride to wait an hour for. And I remember one time, we went to Six Flags, and I was in line to ride the Batman roller coaster. And I was so nervous because one, I do not like heights. I am definitely afraid of heights. Two, I was afraid of death so those are two things that the batman had and the batman was way above the ground and i knew i was going to have to walk up those huge steps So like i don't know about y'all but like when you're walking up steps and you can see the sides of just dropping like it's where you like if you're a boy you probably spit over it, and you like watch it all boom but like when i'm like taking steps and i get nervous i'm like shaking i'm like kind of like that and like i'm I just scoot, like hope no one bumps me, because for some reason in my head I think I'm going to get bumped and then fall over the sides. But like that's not really realistic. But, so I was like, just trying to hype myself up. I'm like, okay, okay, you can do this. The ride's going to be awesome. So we've been waiting here for like an hour and a half. And my cousins are like hyped. And my cousins and friends are like hyped. You know, we love rides. We're going to do this. We're super pumped to get on the Batman, because I guess they're not afraid of death like I am. But they were like super excited. And but guess folks? So we're this, we're finally next in line. Okay, we're, we're about to do this. I'm like shaking. I'm so nervous. And then guess what happens? It starts pouring down rain. Like just a flood comes, and i was like, oh thank goodness, I don't have to write this anymore. And so, but the next thing I'm like, oh gosh, I got to like walk walk down all these steps. But when that rain came, I was super excited. I was like, okay, I didn't have to prove that I'm a chicken to all my cousins and friends, but. I still did this, and I, I thought it was going to be worth the wait. I thought it was going to be worth all the fear that was happening in me. But let's be honest. Sometimes waiting can be a lot more difficult and complicated than just standing in line for a few hours. Maybe you waited on a really important test, and it didn't come, how, come out how you needed it to be. Or to see if you made it on the basketball team, or volleyball team, or soccer team, and you spent all those hours on the, in the gym, on the field, and You didn't make the team. Or it was just your pants didn't work out. Or see if your best friend would change your behavior. Or maybe that guy or girl would finally call you. But we've all been there. We've all had to wait on something, or been told no, or ended up not getting what we wanted, when we wanted. And that kind of leaves us frustrated and disappointed, and sometimes even hopeless. I think a lot of us feel that way about one particular part of our faith, and that's prayer. We're told that prayer is good, that talking to God and sharing our requests with Him is part of what it means to follow Jesus. And more than that, we're told to keep praying, keep asking, keep showing up, keep believing God will answer. We're told prayer is worth the wait. But what about when the wait goes on forever? What do we do when we pray and pray and pray? pray but nothing seems to get better nobody gets better your bad circumstances get worse and the outcome we want it never even happens in those moments we don't know what to do sometimes it feels like our prayers aren't answered when we wait or, the, or they are answered the way we want sometimes it feels like we get nothing no answer at all sometimes when we pray it might feel like we are knocking on God's door but we feel like no one is home so we knock and knock and knock, but it's silent. And we're left standing there with no response. We get discouraged or disappointed. Or, so we just stop praying, we stop asking, we stop turning to him. After all, if he didn't answer our prayers before, why should we believe he ever will? This is one of the biggest struggles most people have. I know I've had it when it's come to my faith. But here's what I know to be true. And that has been proven to be true. God loves us. God is working for our good. And God hears us when we come to him. God hears us knocking. And there's so much more in this whole prayer thing that we can possibly see. So just to give you kind of a story of why we've been talking about parables, we've been talking about the word repeating. So I'm just going to talk a little bit about that. So Jesus knew his followers would have these type of questions. And that's why Jesus spent so much time on Earth. Trying to teach them more about God and the way he works. Jesus taught through parables a lot of times. And these stories have been repeated over and over thousands for thousands of years. And that's not just because Jesus told them, but also because Jesus used parables to teach people about who God is in a more simple way. Jesus used parables to explain complicated things like our faith, like prayer, that everyone can understand. Not just followers of Jesus, but everyone so let's look at a parable, parable that was recorded by one of his followers. So it says, Then teaching them more about prayer, he used this story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight and wanted to borrow three loaves of bread. You say to him, A friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and I have nothing for him to eat. And suppose he calls out of the bedroom, Don't bother me, the door is locked for the night, and my family and I are all in bed, I can't help you. But I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep talking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. So let's break this down. Jesus is telling us, telling a story about a guy who needed food to share with the visitor. He went to his neighbors and knocked on the door and asked for food. His neighbor was like, nah, I'm tired. I cannot help. Like, I, I ain't getting out bet bed for you. And so most of us would get mad at our friend for being lazy and helpful. And we'd probably give up and just go home and our friend. We'd both, you know, just leave hungry. But Jesus told the person to do something very different. He encouraged them to keep knocking, keep asking, to keep waiting on an answer. Because when they did, their persistence, the fact that they didn't give up, would pay off. So let's see how Jesus wrapped up the story. And so I tell you, keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks the door will be open. So this, this story is super important because Jesus wanted to teach us something specific about God. Jesus wanted to show us how important prayer is to God. God isn't like a friend who is bothered or annoyed by your prayers. He doesn't get frustrated by your request. Requests. God wants us to come to Him. That's what Jesus is trying to get through to us. God wants us to come to Him in prayer again and again and again. He wants us to knock and knock and knock on God's door over and over. We learned that neighbor was persistent and finally got what he needed. Why would Jesus want us to keep praying and praying the same thing? Because Jesus knows sometimes when we don't get the answer we want, when we want, then we stop praying altogether. We might even wonder if God is listening. And we might start thinking, well, since God's not answering, He must not be there, or maybe, maybe He doesn't even care. So we give up. But Jesus says, don't, don't. Don't do that. Jesus said we should talk to God about it. And talk to God about it. And talk to God about it. And talk about to God some more because he tells us to be persistent and to the point where it's annoying almost. Why? Because God does things in response to our prayers. Yes, a lot of times it takes more than we like. Or the answer doesn't always look like like we think it should. Oh, but God responds to what we're asking. He says to keep asking until God does something. And somehow, God works through the act, right? I don't understand how it happens, but God does. And he knows your heart, and he knows what you need in your life. So, Jesus isn't answering, uh, sorry, Jesus isn't answering in our time. Sometimes we get so focused on what's happening or not happening that we somehow miss God and how he's actually working. When things change for the better, we believe God has shown up. But if they remain the same, or change for the worse, then we think God never showed up. What I want you to remember is this. When it comes to prayer, don't quit because it's quiet. I know in my prayer, a lot, my prayer life, a lot of times, I will pray and I will stop. People ask me to pray for something and I'm like, okay, I prayed for it one time. And then I'm like, okay, I'm good. I don't need to pray for this anymore. So I prayed for it once, and I'm like, I'm good. But right here, God's asking us to be different. He's saying, hey, pray, pray again, pray again, pray again until I answer that prayer. And I guarantee all of us in here, we have something we can be praying for. There's something that is constantly in our hearts, in our minds, that we want God to change, that we want God to do something about. It. And we're like, God, why why haven't you changed this part of my life? God, it's it's my depression. It keeps tearing me down. God, I need you to take it out completely. God, it's it's my parents. They're constantly arguing. I I need you to make it stop. God, I'm sick. I need help. I need you to heal me. God, my mom has cancer. I need you to heal her. What's happening? Are you even there? I know when my mom had cancer, I got super frustrated with God. because I was like, hey, I am praying. I've asked the prayer. I've asked people to pray for her, and she has not been healed. But a lot of times, it's not always this quick, miraculous healing that happens right in front of us. My mom got healed, but it wasn't the way I thought she should get healed. <laughs> my mom got healed through the work of doctors and physicians. God used them to heal my mom. And that's sometimes... And we don't always understand that. He said, I need you to do it right now. God's saying, I am healing. I am working. But we have to be faithful on this. Dan, y'all come back up. Here's what we need to learn about prayer from this parable God loves us, God is listening. He wants to hear from us. When we go to Him in prayer, He notices, He moves, He works on our behalf. Even if we don't fully understand, We can believe that he answers our prayers. When we pray persistently, the way Jesus instructed us, we can trust that one of three things will happen. He will do something for you. So God will answer our prayers. He will move on our behalf. He'll make a better way for us. Will it always be how we want or expect? Probably not. But we can trust that God is for us and he loves us. So two, he will do something in you. Whenever God doesn't seem to be working around us, we can trust that God is working in us. He is changing something in us for the better. And sometimes the waiting period between our prayers is His answer, and just the space that we need for Him to change. Three, we will show you some. He will show you something better to ask for. So God might just change your prayers all together. Sometimes we go to Him seeking one thing, and only to realize something better is possible. Prayer shows us that you don't give up, prayer shows us that we need to not give up on praying. So this week I'm going to challenge you to one thing: commit to praying consistently. I want you to keep showing up, keep knocking, keep seeking, keep asking. Maybe your prayer, you're praying for one thing. Maybe you're praying for multiple. Whatever it is, commit to it. Pray for it over, over, over. Be in constant prayer for it. Look for how you see God doing something in your life. For you. For the better of you. I believe no matter what, you'll see God doing in your life. Remember, guys, do not quit because this fight. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for what you're doing in the lives of tri and the students here.